All right, so we're back, episode 31 of the Cutler cast, and uh, we just finished a workout at Fit Club today. Did some legs. Your favorite day of the week, bro. I know. Do they, do they know we look like fucking total slobs right now? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't train for three days because Why? of this crazy trip. You know, I left on Friday, and and we had a, I had events Saturday and, and Sunday, and then I drove back like a maniac on uh but you always, but Sunday you know, night travel. You always train them. What was you the did, reason you didn't? Well, I flew on Friday, mm-hmm. and uh, I left at noon, so I really didn't have time to get together because I waited to pack. You know, Angie was going out early for this LA Fit Expo, so she was packing up the truck, and I said to her at ten o'clock at night, "So what time are you going to leave?" You know, and she's like, "Oh, I'll leave, whatever." I think she left at like three o'clock in the morning. Yeah, maybe two o'clock. I, I she messaged me when she got in. Yeah, because yeah. I always get up early. Yeah, I was up at six, and, and she's she just like, "I just in, saw Regan yeah. downstairs. He was going to do cardio." I'm like, "What do you mean downstairs?" She pulled in at like six. Yeah, yeah, morning. yeah. So yeah. she, so she drove overnight, and uh, I left it like my flight was at twelve. So as you know, I, you know, I took an Uber to the airport just because you know I knew I'd link up with her in L.A. at the end of my trip, and uh, we would drive back together. But so I flew to. I had an appearance in New Jersey. Aries Nutrition. Uh, flew into Philly. It was a long ways, dude. It was over an hour Uber ride to uh, to where I was staying. How much was the Uber? Uh, Seventy five bucks. That's not bad. And then uh, and then guy picked me up to drive me to the event on Saturday, and then we did the event at Aries. It was great, huge turnout, like 90, who, who 90 degrees. Myself, Carlos Thomas Jr., Nick Walker, uh, Aaron Banks, mm-hmm. and. Uh, that was, I think that was, you know, Guy, obviously. And then, uh, you know, we had a few other people that are floating around there. But, um, you know, Aries does a great job selling my products. And, you know, Pat's been a huge supporter. You know, you've met Pat before. Of course. And, uh, you know, it was just good to get out there and, and uh, be able to do the event. And uh, it, it either was great. I was just going to say it was hot, like hot, hot. Yeah, because I mean, we were in our tent, so it was all right. But it was just good to, you know, we took pictures. We kind of did a group thing, which was kind of different. And then, uh, you know, Guy took me over to the New York Pro, and I got to mingle at the New York Pro. I really didn't watch a ton of the show, um, and I know we want to do a little review on, on like, what we did, um, what the show was about. But um, I got to walk around and really kind of mingle with people. That's kind of what I wanted to do, but Blessing looked unbelievable. Um, so I went from the New York Pro, slept two hours, got on a flight home uh, to L.A., and flew direct to L.A. I had a bed on the plane, so I slept. And you know, then, you said the flight sucked, though. Oh, it was so bumpy. It was so it's such <laughs> crazy turbulence. I'm like, I woke up, and I'm like, are we going down right now? You, know? you messaged me. You said yeah, this yeah, shit yeah. might be going down. So, so uh, <laughs> I got to L.A. I landed about 930 and then went to the hotel. Angie had ordered food, did the whole LA, L.A. Fit Expo. You guys can see that on my YouTube channel right now on Jay Cutler TV. You can see the whole, the whole thing. I got to meet up with Phil Heath, and, of course, you know, everyone was there. Who else was there? Regan was there. Regan. Whitney uh, Jones, Whitney Jones, Bain and Rob Bailey. Yeah, um, Bradley Martin came by yep. one day. Callie um, Muscle Callie was Muscle, there. Big, Big Boy. Boy was there. Um, Chef Rush. Yeah. Brad Castleberry. Yeah, Brad Castleberry. It was it was it was a it was star studded event. Danny Hester. He yep. came into the posing clinic. Logan Franklin. Yeah, I saw Sean Ray was emceeing like yep, the MC'd. whole th- whole thing, and I, I didn't get to participate in that, but so. Um, all in all, good weekend. I'll touch a little bit back on that. But I want to talk a little bit about the New York Pro. You know, Blessing repeats. Mm-hmm. I thought he looked tremendous. I got to see him in real life. Um, obviously, I was we were kind of raving about him from Indy, right? Such redemption, man. You know, George, George did a great job with him. Yeah. 
I told you he has a similar look to Sean Roden, like just the midsection. Yeah, just not the crazy legs, but the legs are pretty comparable. If you ask mm-hmm. me how he's going to fare at the Olympia, because he's obviously going to shut it down now. Um, you know, I think he can do pretty well because he's got a lot of detail. Yeah, I mean, he's got to he's got to get overall bigger size, which is crazy because he's actually pretty damn impressive. I I feel he handedly won that show. Yeah. Um, I know the guy that was second there was was really good. He he looked he looked pretty good, and of course Max Charles got third, which I thought it was between after prejudging between Max and and Blessing, uh, Blessing but yeah. it switched uh, it switched a little bit. So yeah, a couple um one guy from France, one guy from Italy. I think the Italian guy did he get second? Uh, I don't. I I feel really. I didn't really yeah, watch yeah. much of anything. I just saw some highlights come up. Yeah, because we were so slammed at the. Uh, at the LA Fit Expo, I just didn't have time to look at much of anything. Yeah, so pull it up, pull up what it uh, what it was. Oh, we can look it up quick. Yeah, just just to see the top five placings, so we kind of can kind of give a breakdown. I mean, the guy that was second was super shredded. I mean, I just felt like his he wasn't uh, as big as Blessing, I guess, um, but definitely would have pulled it off if if Blessing wasn't there. And you know, Max looked great. He's really uh, yeah. I feel st- like I said I didn't watch it. Then Max Charles and. Theo and then Justin Rodriguez got fifth. Justin, I think, was the biggest talk of the of the show because he was a yeah. So the guy that got the guy that got fourth was from Theo. Um, I'm gonna yeah. butcher his last name. He 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 was very impressive. He's from France. Okay, and he looked really good. I, I congratulate both those guys. And those two guys are going to Cali Pro this coming weekend. Uh, I know Blessing's sitting out. I don't know what Max is doing. Um, yep. Justin, you know, I know there's talk about, you know, him changing coaches and, like, is he, he, should he, he take a break down. or whatever? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, he looked good. But, you know, we always talk about, like, the transition of doing show after show after show, how hard it is, right? It taxes on the body. Especially when you're big. I mean, Justin was huge at the Arnold, right? Yeah. Huge at the Boston Pro. You know, you got to give your body, like, you can only peak so many times, right? Yeah. And especially if you want to do the Olympics, Some he's ahead on points been, right now. So. He's second in points, but I mean, it's still early in the season. There's a lot of shows this year. I don't know how. I don't know if that'll be enough points to do it at the end of the year. Yeah. So what what I love about you know going to New York and and obviously I won the Night of Champions, which is now the New York Pro, and it was at Beacon Theater, and I got to talk to a lot of people that have attended every single New York Pro uh-huh. uh, Night of Champions since that time. And uh, it brings back a certain memory because that was my first victory, 2000. It was my first, like, impact in the pro ranks. And I won, you know, I won the ring. It still sits in my office on the on the desk What, what year there. was the last night of champions? I don't know. I don't, I think it was around 2004, maybe? Or, 405. Yeah, somewhere around there, maybe. Because I know it's like, that's, that was, that was a I deal. think Phil Heath won the New York Pro. Was that 05 he won or 06? 06. Okay. I think 06. So somewhere in that range, but, you know, it always has that, like, we love that New York vibe at a lot of these events. Because I mean, the fans, the fans yeah. there, they're fucking crazy. Yeah, they, they are. Go, they really And they were, the it. show was yes. packed. I mean, the night yes. show was crazy. And the way he split it into different divisions, so a lot of the female stuff, like, they did certain yeah. shows, the 212 were already done. So they just, I think they had the bikinis and the men's in the finals. And uh, I remember the first time I went, it's like one of those, it's a crowd that, they appreciate mm-hmm. if you're a good. They don't get. They don't care if you're. I mean, they're gonna root for the local guy. Yeah. But if you're not, if you don't deserve to win, they don't care. 
they want to see the best bodybuilders. They love big. Yeah, big and they too. they loved blessing, which was cool. And uh, you know this this show always you know because of course Steve's such a great guy, and you yeah. know he's my partner in a couple of shows, but. You know, Ellis has that mystique around it, and it was just great to see a lot of pros. I mean, Walker yeah. showed up, and Guy was there. I saw Victor Martinez, and yeah. you know, Juan Morel was there. I would have loved to have gone. It just yeah, it was the same weekend. It as just the yeah, Ellis so so it was just good. I mean, I, I I was impressed. I mean, like there were no like huge huge names, yeah. but the guys all looked good. The guys all looked good. And it's great to see Max Charles improving. You know, yeah. of course he's you know, trying to get that, that qualification. And, you know, we've seen him win some shows before, but I mean, he's, you know, he's definitely making headway, you know, he's gotten better each show and, and uh, he's such a good guy. And I mean, a lot of standout body parts and a lot of the guys up there, but blessings routine was awesome. And uh, like I said, the crowd was great, you know, so it's, it's cool to see now all these shows back to back, like indie New York pro. And now John, we'll see the Cali show. I remember this weekend. years ago, oh, I want to say it was 2017, 18. Cause Regan did classic and he won, and I had Nathan Diash yeah, in New yeah. York, and, and he then came we all to jumped LA. on a plane yeah, yeah. and flew straight to Cali, yeah. and then he won the Cali back to back. Was it in Teaneck when he did the show, or where no, was it? Was it was in White Plains. Oh, it was okay. That's yeah. when they had it up. Up, uh, yeah, because we rented a car and drove way up. Yeah, and then we went out to Steve's gym to go train, and uh, we, uh, yeah, he won that. He won the show up there. Yeah, that's great. You know, look at this guy. It's okay. We're film, we're filming. Uh, so. <laughs> Um, as far as, you know, the LA Fit Expo, tell me what I missed on Saturday a little bit. Cause I know, uh, I walked in on Sunday and I heard that Saturday, I mean, you were texting me, said it's pretty damn busy. Sunday wasn't super crowded. It seemed like, but obviously my, my line was crazy. crazy. Yeah. I mean, look, we, we got in on Thursday and then Friday we went and filmed mm-hmm. and Dana Lynn Bailey and Regan filmed for the YouTube, which was kind of cool. We went to the Mecca. And he, you know, he goes there from time to time. Dana hadn't been there in like five years. So it was cool seeing her and him and, you know, the, the, the legend in the female side training with the young buck and giving him some posing tips and whatnot. And we joked about it. I said, hey, I'm going to take you to Montana and Dana's going to do your routine because she's an amazing poser. Yeah. Like you can have a, a woman do your, your, help you with your routine. What so, body part did they train? They train back. And what was it like at the Mecca? I mean, Dana never goes there. So no. what was it like? I I like it better now than it was before because they got the outside and, yeah, and yeah. the back and the front. They got a fence around it, so it's not so compacted on the inside. But it's 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 not it's just not as crowded. You see anyone there? Uh, Michael Hearn. Okay. Michael Hearn and Mona came, and then um, I'm trying to think who else is in there. Just the, the the normal Maureen was in there training and training but it was uh we did that on friday then we all just kind of hung out and then phil heath and i went and had dinner and did you night. go eat at the firehouse after or no 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 we, we had to, we just got out we came back and then saturday it was so this is the first fit expo in over two years the last one was actually when kobe died because mm-hmm. we were at the fit expo that's yeah, Sunday remember, yeah. when he passed away and so it's been over two years that there's been a, a fit expo so we didn't know what to expect so when, when Angie and I were coming in at nine something in the morning, the line had to have been a half a mile long. It was, you know, I don't know if, if nobody's been I heard, to yeah, building, I saw the videos. If nobody's been to the building, it's that it's one of the bigger buildings that you can ever go to. And the line was all the way down and wrapped around the building. So once we got inside there it was just it was a madness, bad house. I was always concerned if the expos were gonna come back to life. 
I think the big ones will always be there, but some of the smaller ones might not have survived the. Do you think the show would have been bigger if it was in January versus yes. May? Yes, for sure. It'll be uh, so. There's one more expo this year. It's at the end of June, so out, just outside of San Jose, and after that, they're shut down. What happened at Anaheim? They couldn't get dates. And what about San Diego? San Diego couldn't get dates. So it's all pushed to next year, but okay. next year will be back to normal. Normal there'll be, schedule. There'll be L.A. in January, Anaheim, then San Jose, then San Diego. But I was happy. It was just good to go back to Expos, how it, how it used to be. Now, normally there's a muscle contest show in there, yeah. which brings even that much more. It was in more, Anaheim, though. Instead. But that was in Anaheim because they couldn't get the conflicting schedules and they just couldn't make it happen. So if that would have been there, I mean, and that had a Pro Bikini and a couple other yeah. divisions, it would have really been... But I was just happy that it was back. You know, Fit Expos are back. We all want to see that. Yeah. Seeing lines and Bradley Martin's line was crazy, and Dane and Rob's line was crazy, and uh, Phil's was crazy because that's the first Fit Expo Phil's been to, and mm. I want to say since like 2015, so like seven years. So that was, you know, they were just happy that he was back there. Yeah, it was good so, to reconnect with him and kind of yeah. hear about all the great things he's working on now. And yeah, because you know, I mean, I, I put a post up on social media. You know, Phil and I. He's going to come on the podcast. He'll come on the yeah. podcast, and I'm sure I'm sure it'll get a little, a lot of stuff we'll talk about that most people don't know. But it was just good to sit down and reconnect and just spend time with him because it's been what seven years. Yeah, and same with you. You know, you're you know, reconnected with him, and we'll we'll have some good shit coming up on whenever we get him out here on the podcast. But yeah, people often ask like who guests are and whatever else, and a lot of times we're just kind of going back and forth, and we always think about oh let's have this person, but the conflict of scheduling is yeah. sometimes tough. And with I know our people are, schedule. I know people will say, well, just put it, you know, just bring them on Skype, and I'm like, you know, it just no, like yeah. we live in Vegas. Everybody comes to Vegas at some point, so we'll do it when they're here. There's no rush. So did you train people. any of the other places or just there? Did you go to the Golds downtown? Mecca. No, I didn't. The other days it was just you know I'd get up at six in the morning and. And eat breakfast and get to the expo early because I always get there. I always get there before yeah. everyone else. Get to the expo and then get the. How many people recognize the podcast? A lot. Yeah, a lot of people do. A couple of people took pictures with me, but it just you know they're 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 taxing. Always the thing you didn't want to do. You always never wanted to do the podcast. No, you like no, man. I don't, I've always said this, and I know some people won't understand this, but I don't have an ego with people knowing who I am. I don't. I don't. I don't, some people want people, they want attention. I don't. So I've always been hesitant. I mean, you know how many times people ask me to go on podcasts? How many times have I done it in the last decade? Twice? Yeah, you know, it's it's funny though, because, you know, with social media, like the growth of social media, how important is it to someone's uh, someone's life and fitness? I feel that social media is like almost a necessity now. Like I had so, so many of these, these um, attendees this weekend, like, how do I grow my social media? I don't think I've ever had an appearance where more people asked me. Remember, I did three in, in one weekend. Mm -hmm. Like, how do I grow social media? Mm -hmm. You know, and always my first comment is, you know, number one, you're here to meet me. You're here for motivation. Take a picture. Tag me. I'll re I reposted everything on the weekend, you know. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you try to comment and you try to engage. And a lot of people are introverted where they don't want to do, you know, videos of themselves i mean it's just like i questioned you like you never want to do this podcast because you don't want to like gloat anything yeah. of your successes right um and i feel like social media is like almost a necessary thing like they, they everyone wants to be famous or 
a known person, but they're afraid to put out the media, right? Social media could help you or it could hurt you. You know, it, it can get your name out there. But if you do it wrong, you can upset people. Like when you mention, I don't want to gloat. Like sometimes gloating isn't a good thing on social media. When you're showing stuff, sometimes people it, people can take it the wrong way. So I've never wanted to, to put that out there. Don't, don't talk about successes or... And that's just me personally. Other people do it, and that's well. That's I mean, their a lot thing. of people follow people for their business ventures, though, yeah. right? I mean, but you can talk about business ventures business, without yeah. gloating about it. Yeah, there's there's a there's a way of doing it where you can help people. This is just me personally. Yeah. I don't. I don't. Everyone has. You know, some people do it, and that's their thing, and it works good for them. But I've I've me personally, I've I've always just said, hey, I'd rather. I'd rather take my time and my energy to give it to people that want that, that want that shine. Yeah, I'll tell you my, I have like a few basic things with media that I'm always suggestive to people to do. If you're trying to be a fitness influencer, right? In this, for sure the training, right? You have to put your training in. You have to put your diet in. You have to put some general life like um, yes. with like what you do, like what you do outside the gym, meaning like, you know, relaxing time, maybe like your pets or whatever else. But also, you really need to talk to your to your people that follow you, right? Yeah. And that's whether you're whether you have five people or you have five hundred or five thousand, right? You should treat it all the same because everyone starts with. I started TikTok even myself zero with zero people. They blue check marked me. I we started got you check marked before you yes. even got one follower. So, and I I didn't actually do anything on it for a long time. So I had to start from zero. Granted, I have a big platform, right? But I look back at my DVDs, okay? Early social media. Okay. What attracted the people to me, okay? Obviously, the training and the eating were a huge part of it, but they wanted to see me with the dogs. They wanted to see me shop at Costco. They wanted to see my travel ventures. They wanted to see what makes a person tick outside of the gym also. They saw my cars, they saw what activities I did on the day off, the massage therapy. Like you kind of have to document your life a little bit. Yeah. And that's a little invasive, right? Yes. Even for myself, like for me, cooking trifecta on a daily basis or, you know, mixing up, you know, my my cutler shakes or whatever else. You know, I could have just, I didn't even social media. You just watch me drink a shake here after training. But people want to know, okay, where's the window after training? Like talk about that stuff because that's what's going to give people like the knowledge a little bit and you want to kind of follow, but at the same time, create your own path. Right. Yep. And I've saw, I've seen everyone kind of build their social media from the get go. Cause we were around very like apparent when Instagram launched out in like 2011, 12, yep. whenever it was. And we had to learn, we learned before Instagram stories, right. Mm -hmm. They weren't existing yep. before YouTube was big. I was shooting Swole Monkey Productions on a little bullshit handheld and now here we are doing a podcast, you know, and kind of putting out content every week for people to kind of listen to what our insight is on this or that, you know, how, how can you be better at fitness? And I feel like, you know, you have to come to sometimes come out of your shell a little bit. Yeah. And these expos are a great way for the interaction or these meet and greets that, you know, that's why I publicize, I'm going to be here. It's a free event. Come by and see me. Or, you know, like I said, the Fit Expo, and it's all walks of life, right? You saw so many people uh, facing the weight challenges. Not everyone wants to be the next fitness celebrity, right? They want to be a person that's able to overcome obstacles, right? The gym is a great place to, to relieve stress. I mean, that's how I started training. 
was, you know, I was crossroad of 18 years old. I'm expected to do this, take over the family business. I'm like, fuck that. I want to, I want to do my own thing. I found bodybuilding, you know, I found bodybuilding and it put me in a different realm. I spent time in the gym and I trained and, you know, but I felt good. I felt good. And I watched the progression in the mirror. You know, I was an artist that built my physique and I never imagined, I mean, I never imagined that it would ever go to that level. You know, there was always questions every Olympia, like, how is this going to go down? And your confidence tells you, like, I'm going to win this thing. But, you know, there's so many hungry people out there. Of and we're seeing now the progression of the younger generation coming in. Unfortunately, we're seeing more towards classic, right? Yep. And how do I feel about that? It, it's <clears throat> a little discouraging, to be honest, that everyone that I talk to, I say, what division are you shooting for? 90% of them are saying classic. And listen, I, I honor anything, whether it's female, whatever. But it's just, it's tough for me to, to see bodybuilding not getting the path that it should. Why do you think that is? Because, because the lack of publicity of the bodybuilders of the top guys. Like, I think Walker is doing an amazing job. I think Hunter is doing, but it's just disappointing. Like, I'm not seeing as much content from, like, Hadi, from uh, Rami. From Rami. Mm -hmm. I'm not seeing as much from Bonnick as I would love to see, you know. I love how, um, you know, Regan does content. Um, like I mentioned, Nick Walker, um, Brad Wilkins doing it. Um you know, Bumstead obviously for classic physique, but there's so many, Urs is doing more, like there's so many guys doing more yeah. content. And I think it's important, man. I think it's important that you got to put out the content, but is the path shorter to get to classic? You sure. answer that question. No, I, I, I think, and I know some people get their feathers ruffled from this. A lot of guys don't want to put in the work to be bodybuilders. They can all, the top open guy, they can all say, well, I don't want to look like that. Bullshit. I know, but they want but to. To be honest, Matt, speaking from yeah. my terms, dude, I was great at twenty. Of course, I got my pro card at twenty three, and you remember how big I was. Yeah. I mean, I went into my first pro show, people thinking, "Oh, he's going to win this." And granted, they had the diuretic testing. I didn't know anything about like how to yeah. manipulate that. And you know, it took me a, a year or two to get my stride. But by yeah. twenty five, I was on Olympia stage. I so, mean, so. Like you say, but, but well, not young. everybody. Not everybody was like that, though. You're of extremely of rare case, but there's a lot of people. It takes. I always say this. It always takes budget a decade to be a top open guy, and people don't have the patience they don't, they for don't it. Really do it. But but the reality is, and and I hate saying this, and I'm sure people argue with me. You're not going to make money like open guys in these other divisions. You're just not. It's it, you know, what do you mean, like the the prize the contracts, money? the prize money, the appearances outside of someone like Chris, who's a rare breed. The vast majority won't won't make that type of money, and they don't realize that. You know, and a, a top open guy's contract is dramatically different than a classic and a men's physique contract. You know, I've done many, and it's it's dramatically you know bigger. But at the same time, if I look at the Olympia, what's the big draw at the Olympia? The men's bodybuilding, open bodybuilding. Yeah. They don't pay a thousand dollars to see these other divisions. They want to see the freaks, and it's always going to be there. But like you said, some of the top guys are not putting the content out there like they should, and does it hurt the division? Yeah, it does. And, and I don't know how to change that. You can't force somebody to put out content. 
There's nothing you can do. I just don't see the the promoters, and I'm a promoter for a contest, of paying guys five thousand dollars to come and guest pose plus expenses anymore. And the, the other thing guy. is, there's a lot of top guys that won't guest pose. And I'm not going to say names. There's people I reach out to say, "Hey, this promoter wants a guest posing. Ah, I don't want to travel." It's like, dude, like you need to. No, I need to concentrate on bodybuilding. And it's like, you and Ronnie were on the road for. I know, weeks but a year. we didn't have social media, so maybe the social media is the yeah. other avenue to financially yeah. like. Well, and, and the yourself. other thing is too, you still need that human interaction. Yeah, I feel that, that you way. can you can be it's huge on social media. It's great to be huge on social media. But you still going and shaking someone's hand, taking the time, signing something, talking to them is more valuable than a social media post, in my opinion. Because I thought I thought after the um, lockdowns and everything else and being like held to not traveling that we would be able to run social media and not have to go back to face to face contact and I was wrong. But look at the face to face look what look at the look it's at what amazing. happened in Canada. We're yeah. we're I mean in a small town in Canada, eight hours standing in line. Look at what your line was at the Fit Expo. We were there till the very end. You were still yeah. taking pictures with people as you're walking out. You know, and this was all of them. Regan had a, a crazy line. Phil had a crazy line. All these guys did. And I just, uh, I just think that a lot of people, instead of when you were coming up, there was open bodybuilding. I'm training to be a bodybuilder. There's other guys, even guys that you might have competed against, might not have been open bodybuilders if they could have went and said, well, I can get my pro card in this division. And then I can move up to this division, and I can move up to this division and make money along the way instead of going, I'm just going to be a... There would have been a lot of great classic guys in my era. You know what? And I didn't even think about this. And Phil pointed this out. Because we had conversations with Regan about getting, you know, growing and size. And he showed us a picture and said, this is the New York Pro, and I won. He was 208 pounds. Yeah. He would have been classic. And he won an open show at 208 pounds. And so many people think you need to be massive, but you don't. Yeah. But he was stupid peeled, and that's what mattered. But in today's day, he could have competed in classic at his height because he's you know five nine, five ten. Yeah, yeah. I think it's like two. I think it's two ten or is a cutoff or something like that for him. But you would have never guessed that looking at the picture that he was that light. I wonder what his peak weight was ever. I don't know. I've never forty five in mid two forties. I would guess. You know, Hani. I was on the phone with Hani last night, and he and he mentioned that. Dude, Phil was under 210 pounds when he won the New York Pro. And nobody would believe it, but he was. So, I don't know. I don't know if there's a... I think the other thing, too, is a lot of people get tuned off by the by the drug stuff. And they think you need to take too many drugs to be that size. And that's, that's not the reality of it. Genetics play I don't know why people that. think that, you know, there's a huge drug difference between open and classic. There isn't. In, in some cases, I guarantee you there's guys in classic that take more. Well, I mean, dude, it's like the average, you know, the average pro doesn't take as much as the average guy in the gym often, right? Of, of course. I mean, you just talked about, you know, how I was amazing at 20 and 23 and 25, and you're like, well, you're a rare case, right? I was a hyper responder, you know what I mean, to everything, training, food. Yeah. I mean, I, mean I look at look at, look at at Ronnie. He was natural when yeah. he turned pro. Ty Green. Kai Green was, Sean Roden was. Yeah. And Phil took very, very, very little yeah. term pro. And it, because he had, you know, at the time. Very inexperienced, yeah. So it's not a drug thing. But the problem is I think there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of misinformation out there on the internet. And people assume that if you're bigger than me and you look better than me, you you have a secret. Yeah, it's but the reality it's, is you're just better. No, period. you know, but it's it's a lot of the consistency. I just get stopped yep. in the gym and 
you know, I had a guy say, you know, I want to do this transformation. You know, what would it take? I said, dude, listen, you know, he's like, I'm going out a lot. I'm doing, you know, extra things. And I said, if you could just focus for 12 weeks and eat, you know, every three hours, which would mean to six meals a day. He's like, should I get a chef? And I said, well, you can try meal prep. He's like, I tried that, you know, and we didn't have this, right? So 20 years ago, we weren't thinking meal prep. I mean, we were cooking our own food and, you know, we were, we didn't even have cooler bags, right? So we we're bringing like bags with ice, you know, and carrying our meals and, you know, or bringing a, a George Foreman grill to the events. I remember being in Mandalay Bay and having a George Foreman grill and heating up my food that way in tinfoil, you know? Yeah. And, uh, you know, you don't realize how easy it is today, but it's all commitment and dedication yeah. of like, okay, this is the game plan. Here's a 12 week spread. I'm going to eat my six meals a day every day and I'm not going to miss and I'm going to follow the training program. I'm not going to deviate, but you know, you have to sacrifice and not many people are willing to sacrifice. I, I know with me, like I mentioned, my world stopped. My world stopped when I trained for a show, meaning like the phone slowed down, the travel stopped and it was all about the training and eating and sleeping. That was what, towards, the last 12 weeks? 12, you know, 16 weeks a lot, you know. So, but 12 weeks for sure, I couldn't be bothered, right? Yep. Business stopped pretty much. Like business slowed down. I'm like, I need to dedicate, you know, double sessions training. I need to dedicate the food and the business worked around it. And my, my business suffered. And I always said that, that I had to sacrifice. So not only from the social aspect, the relationships, and all the other extra activities I did, like everything was just zoned in. And that's how you should go after anything, whether it's, you know, it's like people that cram to study for a test or they, they have classes they need to attend. I mean, you talk about, you know, interest in getting a pilot's license, right? You have to dedicate X amount of hours to doing that and just be focused. Yeah. And people today lack that ability to be focused on one goal. Yes. yes. I mean, this is the biggest distraction of them all. Yeah. I mean... We sit and joke and say, oh, when's, when most time we sit on social media when we're on the toilet, right? Yeah. I mean, when's the last time you sat on the toilet without picking up your phone and having your it's phone? It's rare. Yeah. Because as soon as, as soon as you have to go to the bathroom, you're like, where's my phone? Yeah, can because you? Because you don't want to sit there. Can you imagine? I mean, I'm on the plane, dude, like, <laughs> and, you know, we're on Wi-Fi, and here I am flicking through, like, messages and just thinking, okay, who should I hit up right now because I haven't really touched base or... Yeah you know, or what I, what can I handle while I'm on the plane and emails and kind of watching them come in and out. Right. <laughs> so it's kind of crazy what, what we've come to and we're just so distracted. Yeah. I mean, even the gym, like, you notice I, I set my phone in my bag, you know, yeah. and I told you, you always have me filming. Yeah. Everything. And I had you film and I'm like, Hey, text this person or that person just because I don't want to be on my phone because it's just distracting for me because I just want to give myself that 45 minutes still, I still have that mentality. I that probably should too. It's just a timeout for me because the rest of the day is going to be wild. And it was wild this morning with, with messaging and everything else. I'm just trying to catch up from the weekend, you know, these trips and you get back on a plane tomorrow. Yeah. Tomorrow I fly to, uh, I fly to Sacramento for the world's strongest man. So we got Pretty Brian exciting. Shark. Yeah, it is. Two we, years in a row, Sacramento. Yeah. They, yeah they, I don't know if it's last year was deal. just, restrictive as oh, hell, it was right? awful. Last year was awful. They didn't allow fans to come in and they, he couldn't have, Brian couldn't have film crew people. And it was, it was a total shit show. But this year I messaged, you know, his wife earlier and I said, Hey, do I, do I need tickets? Cause I didn't even think about it. She's like, no, it's, it's free. It's wide open. Cause the, the community is, is we're part of the promotion, I believe. But you know, Brian's 40 years old and he lost last year by a second at 39 years old to the 
stolt stolten i think it is and he said he was coming in a little leaner for this yeah, he's a little smaller video, so right? he's hovering right around 400 pounds mm-hmm. and he said it's the best he's ever felt and he's he feels he's he's got a good shot of winning it because i know last year there was a couple events in the beginning that he mistimed and he was he suffered a couple placings where if he would have did it the right way he's one four right he's one four and what if he wins this got five now i think i know and, but is he i think him and uh, Zildrudis. Is he going to keep going or? I don't know. I I mean, I'd hang it up. I mean, he's forty. What does he got to prove? What are what are our uh, <laughs> what are our true hardcore uh, Brian Shaw fans say about his? I mean, his uh, his record here. He's, he's, he's. I wanted five Olympias, you know. I know, they, and we, I feel kind of cool because when we did our filming, it was like four X, four X, you know, three Arnolds, three Arnolds. Yeah, yeah. 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 So if he wins, you know, it's going to throw you. us off. Yeah, yeah, it's going <laughs> to throw us off. So no, so I'll go up there tomorrow, and I don't know when I'm coming home. So I just booked a one-way ticket there. When's it end? Sunday. And normally you have a meet and greet on Mondays Normally with you have him, a right? meet and greet, but Monday's Memorial Day. Yeah, it's a holiday. So he's got a film. We got a bunch of filming stuff lined up for him. And the, and the team just reached out, and they're like, yo, you know it's people want off on Monday. Like yeah, in yeah. the back of my head, I'm going, I don't give a shit. I don't, yeah, there's no such thing it, as a day yeah, off. Yeah. I work whatever day. But I'm like, yeah, we're, well, he's going to film Tuesday. So on the back of my head, I'm going, shit, am I going to get home Tuesday or am I going to get home Wednesday? So I might be there for a week. Well, it's kind of cool because you're in uh, Trifecta territory yep, yep. also. I'm staying right across the, you know, I always stay at the hotel right across the street from Trifecta. Will you spend so. some time at the f- Yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, I'll go there every, yeah, I'll go there throughout the day and sit down with the team and just discuss different athletes that we have on board and, and what we can do, you know, to, you know, what we can do to maximize our athletes. And I always sit down with the, the founder and, and Greg and his marketing team just I'll have a lot of meetings while I'm there. So it'll be nice. They be still uh, they have a big um, production for this year's Olympia, right? I mean, they'll have a booth. Yeah, Trifecta is the title sponsor, and it's in Vegas. So. Yeah, if you could host the biggest bodybuilding event ever, where would you host it? It's hard to leave Vegas. Vegas is still Vegas. Vegas I know, but just... tell, tell our viewers and our listeners why the Arnold Classic in Ohio makes sense. It makes sense because uh, basic demographics yeah. are, are just when you look at the globe and you look at the map, if I remember right, and I could be off, I'm sure someone will correct me, like 60 or 70% of the population in America is east of the Mississippi. So it's in Columbus, Ohio. Within a five-hour driving range, you have like 40 million people that you can access. Mm-hmm. And not everybody can be like you and I and just book a Get flight. Plane, yeah. like we're, you know, we can afford it. Not everybody can do that. Some people... Have you know they have a family and they want to go to one of these events? They can't book four plane tickets. They right, can't yeah. pay an expensive hotel, but they can drive in for the day. Whether they're coming from Detroit or they're coming from Chicago or Indianapolis or Cincinnati or Cleveland or any of these places are within driving distance, they can drive in for the day, take their kids, watch the show, and they can drive home. And it's it's affordable. So the Arnold Expo, that's why I think it always will do extremely well being there. Mm-hmm. Where we're in Vegas. You have Vegas. I mean, you have L.A., which is, you know, three and a half hours. But Phoenix is five hours. Salt Lake City is five hours. But there's no – the vast majority of people are flying in. So you're not going to – that's why I think the Arnold has more foot traffic. But it's it, – you know, the Olympia is still the Olympia. Mm-hmm. I prefer the Olympia in Vegas, not just because I live here, because I don't, I don't care. But it's, it's a sexier place. Bodybuilding is still a, a sexy sport. And it's uh, – Going to Orlando, Orlando's more of a, a family place. But I'm you say sure. Vegas, but you just gave the whole demographic thing for the Arnold, right? right? 
So why Vegas? Just because it's such a destination city, or it's a destination city. It's, we, the flights used to be cheaper to come here, but I don't know if it's. I don't know what they, they are now. Flights have just been every time I book a flight now, it's a thousand. Yeah, but Vegas is so busy, man. We had EDC this weekend. Thank goodness we weren't here because it was just wild, right? But yeah, I mean, you got to think if if someone's coming to the Olympia, and they want to come here, they want to go to the top restaurants, mm-hmm. they want to go see some shows, maybe yeah. like outside of bodybuilding. They want to go to the expo. They want to stay at the badass hotels. Some of them want to go to the nightclubs. They want to go see the badass nightclubs. A lot of other, you know, like if, if it's in Florida again, Orlando doesn't have those things. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people would get tuned off by that. Yeah, the big, biggest memories for me, obviously, was the early days, and it was at Mandalay Bay, my first one. Yeah. And it was all housed under one roof, and it was pretty wild, you know, to be able to. Mandalay Bay was like the hot hotel then. Yeah. But, you know, it was really hard because there weren't any kitchens. And back then, people didn't necessarily use Airbnb. The Airbnb didn't exist. And uh, they didn't have, um, like, kitchenette hotels weren't as popular. Um, So we all stayed at Mandalay Bay. And like I said, we used, I used a Foreman grill to heat up. We didn't have microwaves in the rooms. So it was difficult to host a bodybuilding event, especially when it revolves around food, right? Yeah. I mean, some of the bodybuilders ate in the restaurants because you can eat somewhat clean food, but... I, I did the one thing that. I will say about when it was in Florida the last couple of years, it's easier there. It is, yeah. Because it's all under one roof and you can just walk in and out and you can just walk back to your room, change, go to the night show, put a suit on, go back, go to sleep, you know. So it's definitely it's definitely easier. So from that aspect, you know, I, I like it there. Yeah. But I don't know if you could I'm sure I don't know if there's unless I don't know if you took it back to Mandalay Bay here if that if it could do the same thing there. Yeah, I wonder where they'll what they'll do for twenty four. That's the big question. Maybe take it overseas, you know, or to have it traveling like it have it travel around. I mean, there's a lot of great cities that you know you, they've had it in Chicago before, and yeah. I don't know if they've ever had it in like Texas. Wouldn't be a great place for it, right? Uh, Dallas. I mean, Dallas is right in the middle of America. Yeah, I mean, Dallas. I mean, it's got a large population. You've got. I mean, everyone's moving to, to Texas. Yeah. It seems you still like. have. I mean, you still have Houston, San Antonio, Austin, Oklahoma City. Those are all within driving distance. So you probably have access to, I mean, I don't know, fifteen million people, and it's usually cheaper to fly there because there's multiple airports. So you're not pigeonholed in one airport in Dallas. There's two. So, I don't know. Let we'll me see what. Yeah, I mean, listen, I've always, you know, I lived in Massachusetts when it, the Arnold was there, there. And, it, you know, nah. I mean, wasn't the Boston was the, great. The Olympia was in Columbus in the beginning, wasn't it? It wasn't, yeah, one time. No, it was like, I don't know if it was, the, it was a pro show. I know that Arnold competed. I, I think thought, that's I where the they Lormers were. ran it maybe, one time or something maybe. like that. And it was in, it was in, uh, I could be wrong, though. I'm not a historian by any means. No, it's just, you know, I miss the days of Joe Weider and how he was like there yeah. and present. I mean, he created this show as like the Super Bowl. And, you know, we were all kind of mentored by him. And, and like I mentioned, with, you know, winning a pro card, you're almost guaranteed, like, if you were, you know, obviously an overall winner or whatever, yeah. you were pretty much guaranteed getting a contract with Joe Weider. And that was, like, what you looked forward to. So not only the pro card, but you were like, oh, Weider will sign me, right? Yeah. And then you knew, okay, I'm making a living at this. And back then, it was kind of funny because you looked at, you know, $50,000, $60,000 contracts as, like, a great living because yeah. – it was well, affordable then. Yeah, I mean it was affordable, your rent was but six hundred or five hundred. But maybe maybe people still think, oh, that's that's a great revenue. But depending on where you live, it's just that the places we live, and the lifestyle that we have, it's very hard to dictate that kind of lifestyle with yeah. with certain revenue, right? If you made five grand a month and you live in Omaha, you can probably 
It's affordable. Yeah, it's you just, live in California. You can't pay your bills. Yeah, it's you're broke. It's harder because the the rent is so much more now. I mean, but I, also back also back when when you when your pro card there was like ten people turned pro. A year. I was talking to um, Chris Cormier about this in in Pittsburgh and. Oh, we were talking about the rent in apartments in Venice, and it was like eight hundred dollars for an apartment. Now it's like four grand. It's ridiculous. That's crazy. What a difference, right? So that's why you all want the, to get all a place there. What's wrong all with the bodybuilders? <laughs> all the bodybuilders could migrate there yeah. and be affordable, right? But now it's just more difficult to, um, you know, try to find that cost of living. I mean, a lot of people are coming to to Vegas now and and uh, thinking that it's a lot cheaper. Which I don't feel. It's still that. Vegas is still cheaper than the other major cities, but it's not. It's not as cheap. It used to be a hidden gem. It's not a hidden gem anymore, but it's still cheaper overall. It's still the you know fourth lowest tax burden in America. Um, there's no natural disasters here. You know, insurance on your house is inexpensive. Taxes, property tax are inexpensive, so it's still cheaper than most places. Like you can't Vegas is dirt cheap compared to Los Angeles. Or New York or Miami or any of these other places. What somebody pays for a one bedroom apartment in one of those places, you can rent a three thousand square foot house here and pay the electric, water, trash, everything for the same amount. And uh you guys got to eat out when you were in yeah. uh LA. LA, any place decent. We or? went to well, we went to that, that that little breakfast spot that's been there for like the fifty years. Yeah. The Phil and I ate there every morning. We actually stood How long lying. was the line? We got lucky both days. We only stood for about fifteen minutes. Because we were walking by, and I'm like, we can either stand here or we can go to Denny's. And I'm like, Fuck, we can Denny's go to Denny's anywhere. Go to any because it's easy. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, dude, I, we can go to Denny's anytime. Let's just stand in line. We have no, we're in no rush. So we stood in line for a while, and we went in there. And it's, it's. it's What'd just you eat? Eggs and sausage and something else. And he just got steak and eggs. And so we ate there both mornings, and then uh, we ate at Fleming's. The Thursday night or Friday night. Yeah, because he got on Friday. So we ate at Fleming's Friday night. Saturday night, we all went out with the Celsius crew. Yeah. Simon and the crew took all of us out to a private dinner at Delilah. Shout out to Celsius. Yeah, shout out to Celsius. Celsius here. So we, uh, it was me and Regan and Angie came because you weren't in town. And, you know, I said, hey, come out with us. So Angie came out with us. Phil. Um, Angie's the life of the party, bro. Yeah, Whitney Jones came out with us too. We just we sat in this little private room in Delilah and and just ate and had some drinks and just laughed and bullshitted and just had a good time. So it was worth it. And then uh, what did we do on Sunday? Sunday we were going to leave out on Monday, mm-hmm. and I looked at the flights and I said to Regan, I went, I said, dude, we, we could just leave. Yeah, we have to stay here tonight. He's like, yeah. And I said, there's a flight at ten. My crazy ass drove back. Yeah, and you know what? Because we got stuck on yeah. the runway, you got home like 15 minutes before we did. You knew I was going to drive back on Sunday night. Look at this guy. He orders food and doesn't even ask us. <laughs> He's ordered Chipotle. Right? Is that Chipotle? Or? Of course. Yes, it is, yeah. Yeah, we're sitting here hungry. I haven't ate since breakfast, and uh-huh. he's got food here. and We'll, we'll eat. So Yeah, I'm going to diet. I eat once, um, a, once yeah, a day. Yeah, so... Um, you know, we uh we definitely um you know we've been progressing. I can't believe we're up to thirty one on this. I know. Thirty one. And uh obviously you have a big uh big weekend planned ahead. So we'll yep. uh we'll we're gonna get the we're on. gonna get the cutler cast on the road up too. I got it back. Just What's that, the uh Canadian tour? The Canadian one. That's gonna be awesome. Yeah, we got that up. We'll get that up. And then, you know, next week obviously we'll have, I'll have some cool stuff to report back. Hopefully Brian Shaw 
gets his be number five. Because then when he come, we, we have to have him to come back on and talk about who's the, the who's the defending the one of the the younger Stoltman brother. Okay, he's only like twenty six, and smaller, right? No, he's the bigger one. But I mean, he's still not as big as Brian. He's Shaw, not as right? big as Brian, but it's. I mean, he's like six eight, three sixty, mm-hmm. which is so he's not still huge. Okay, yeah. I mean, everyone's like, oh, he's he's a small guy. I'm like, oh, yeah, fuck, yeah. he's not. I stood next to him. He's not much smaller than Brian. Yeah. But he's still young. He's like 27 or 28. But he, uh, we'll see. We'll see how it pans out. I'm looking forward to it. So we'll, we'll talk about that next time around. And anything else? No, that's it. That's it. Uh, we'll see how the, the uh, California Pro goes this weekend. I'm sure we'll talk about that. Yeah. And uh, you know, on to the next. I mean, we get a lot of traveling coming up. I mean, we have uh, the Houston Fit Expo's back. Houston Fit Expo. Um, before that, we got San Jose Fit Expo. Um, I know you have. You have a couple other people. Yeah, I have uh, Nutrition Corners. I have Bullfrog Nutrition. I have a ton of stuff. I have San Diego. Yeah. I'll be in Boise next. Foundation. That's New York, right? Foundation RX, yeah. New York. There's a a lot of of stuff coming up. So So. excited. Uh, Thank you guys for following. Make sure you guys like, subscribe, and uh, share this video. And uh, we'll see you on the next episode. Episode 32 next on the Cutler Cast. So shout out.